You may be seated. We are doing a series called Callings. Uh, today we're going to be talking about called to the wisdom of God. And this is going to take possibly a few weeks to do because it's such a huge message. So how many of you are in agreement with me? Thank you for those three amens. All right. So the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Colossae. He has heard of their love that they have for him in the spirit. He has been so overwhelmed by the report he got from Epaphras. And as a result, the Apostle Paul immediately went to prayer. And I want you to look with me at verse 9 of Colossians chapter 1. He said, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Now what is he praying? And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now I know this for sure, that God saw fit to put this in his word, not only for the church at Colossae, but for you and I right here in the Bay Area. That's what God wants to do in our lives. Notice with me this phrase, filled with the knowledge of his will. That literally means to fill to the top, to fill to the brim, to fill to the full. What this means to us is that we, when we are filled with the knowledge of his will, it means that there is room for nothing else. Amen? Amen. And so the first thing that Paul described for the church of Colossae was that they be filled with the knowledge of his will. And now notice with me and drop down to verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing and being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul is saying that when you're filled with the knowledge of his will and you walk out what you know to do, then you will walk worthy of the Lord, you will be pleasing unto God, and you will be fruitful in every good work. Now there is no way that you and I can fulfill the will of God unless we know what the will of God is. And once we know what the will of God is, that's where faith begins. F.F. Bosworth said many years ago in his book, Christ the Healer, that faith begins where the will of God is known. And so when we're filled with the knowledge of his will, we can have faith to walk in it, which also eliminates all doubt and all unbelief. Because when you're full of faith, there's no room for fear. There's no room for doubt. And there's no room for unbelief. Amen? So the question would be, how then can people obtain such knowledge? Now in the Greek, the word knowledge there is epinosis. Epinosis. And it means a precise or an exact and intimate knowledge. When we're talking about the knowledge of his will, he's not talking about head knowledge, he's talking about heart knowledge. Heart knowledge always trumps head knowledge. It's important for us to have epinosis of his will 
in our lives. So the first step is found in Jeremiah 29, 13, where he says, And you shall seek me and find me. When you search me with all of your heart. You know, no one has ever sought the Lord with all their heart and gone away disappointed. Secondly, we need to look to the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And He is the dispenser of God's wisdom. In John 16 and verse 13, I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all the truth. For He shall not speak of Himself... But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. So number one, call upon the Lord. Seek him with all of your heart. Number two, lean on, trust in, rely on the Holy Spirit's ability who lives on the inside of you to declare, to reveal, and to transmit God's perfect will for your life. Amen. Say with me, I have the Holy Spirit living in me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And then thirdly, we discover the will of God is simply by getting into the word of God. The word of God is the will of God and it reveals God's plan for our lives. Amen. Those that are ignorant of God's word will also be ignorant of God's will. My people are destroyed for the lack of what? For the lack of knowledge. So the knowledge of his will is of utmost importance. Now, let's take a look then at what the knowledge of his will includes. We said it during the offering. The knowledge of his will includes what God wants to do in us. He wants to do some awesome things in us. But not only that, He wants to do some great things for us. And then, He wants to do some things that are done through us. There's nothing better than knowing God's will, God's plan, and God's direction for our lives. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. When you know God's will, God's plan, God's direction, you can have confidence. You don't have to wake up in the morning confused. You don't have to wake up in the morning, what am I going to do today? You already know the will of God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Now, secondly, not only do we need to know what God wants done, but we need to know how he wants it done. You can know the plan of God and be filled with the knowledge of his will, but you need something else in addition to that to walk it out. And that's, my friends, is where wisdom comes in. It is calling to our lives. The call of wisdom. Okay, I'm filled with the knowledge of his will. Now I need some wisdom to walk this out. Look with me, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 4. And let's discover where wisdom is found. First of all, say this with me. Jesus is made unto me... Wisdom. He is wisdom. 
And he lives on the inside of us. And when we walk in fellowship and in close intimacy with him, the wisdom of God will come to us. But now notice with me in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5, it talks about the importance of getting it. He said in verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, decline, neither decline from the words of my mouth. I love how the Amplified says that. It says, get skillful and godly wisdom. Get understanding, discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. When you look carefully at the word of God concerning wisdom, you'll find that it has to do with skill to live life in God's perfect will. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Wisdom, when it calls out to us, gives us the ability, the discernment, the spiritual understanding as to how to walk in the perfect will of God. Amen? So, he would never tell us to get something if it wasn't available. Amen. If you tell your child, go to the store and get some milk... Well, you're not going to send them to a store that doesn't have milk. God will never tell you to get wisdom if it wasn't readily available to you. Now notice with me in verse 6. Forsake her not. What will wisdom do? She shall preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom will keep you on track. Now notice with me in verse 7. Let's read this together. Ready, read. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. It's the principal thing. Young's literal translation says it this way. The first thing is wisdom. The first thing is wisdom. How many of you have heard the the phrase, it comes really from the world, and the phrase is this, I'm going to get mine. You know, whatever it is, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get my this. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. We live in a get mine mindset world. Well, spiritually speaking, we ought to put wisdom at the top of our getting. If you're going to get anything in life, make sure you get wisdom. Now notice with me in verse 8. Exalt her and what will happen? Wisdom will promote you. I love that, don't you? Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring to you honor When you do embrace her, in other words, when you embrace her, when you put her first, you can expect to be promoted. You can expect to have honor. So we need the wisdom of God. And it tells us to get it. So the next question then is, where is wisdom at? Where is it? Well, look with me at Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 20 and 21. Proverbs chapter 1 says, Wisdom calls aloud outside. 
She raises her voice where? She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourse. At the opening of the gates of the city, she speaks her words. Now listen very carefully. Notice with me every place that wisdom can be found. Wisdom is present. And it's calling out loud. In other words, this call of wisdom to our lives is not quiet. What this shows me is the wisdom of God is calling out to us and wants our undivided attention. Our undivided attention. Now notice what the Amplified says in verse 20. In the Amplified version of this verse, it says that wisdom cries aloud in the streets. She raises her voice in the markets. These are the places, my brothers and sisters, that we spend our lives. Wisdom is there because you are there. Wisdom is right there available wherever you are. Oh, I'm telling you, there's wisdom for the job. When you're on your way to a meeting, wisdom's there. When you're on the way to school, wisdom's there. In the marketplace, whatever market you are in, from the stock market to the supermarket, whatever market you are in, the wisdom of God is there. Hallelujah. And it is the principal thing to walk in and to live in divine prosperity. If you want increase in your life, go to the principal thing and believe God for the wisdom of God to steward what he's given you and to even open your hearts, hallelujah, to vision from heaven that will cause you to be a multimillionaire. Is that possible? You bet it's possible. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now notice verse 21 in this amplified version. It says, she cries at, listen to this, she cries out to us at the noisy intersections of life. In the chief gathering places. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Say it, wisdom is speaking. Now, I want you to notice this word, intersections. Why does it say intersections? I believe that this is the reason why. Because it is at the intersections of our lives that a choice must be made. When you come to a natural intersection, you have a choice to go straight, to go left, or to go right. It's at an intersection... That quality decisions are made to the direction that we are headed. An intersection is where two paths cross. And I got good news for you. Right at the busiest intersection of your life, wisdom is calling. Wisdom is right there. You can make the right turn. You don't have to go the wrong way. Because the wisdom of God will lead you and guide you on the right path. Oh, lift your hands up and thank Him for the wisdom of God. 
Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now, look at Proverbs chapter 8. And notice with me in verse 1 and verse 2. And this will be in the New Living Translation. Proverbs chapter 8. Verse 1 and 2. Listen as wisdom calls out. There is this call of wisdom. So we're instructed to listen. Hear as understanding raises her voice. Verse 2. On the hilltop, along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. Basically saying the same thing at the intersections. At the crossroads where paths meet. Perhaps you're here this morning and you're at a crossroad right now. You're at an intersection right now. For some people, it's a matter of life and death. For some, it's a matter of right or wrong. Voice of the flesh or voice of the spirit. For many, it's between bad decisions and good decisions. And that just not only has to do with moral things and things like that, but it also has to do with financial decisions. Has anybody ever had to make a financial decision before? Wisdom is there. We must not be pressured by anyone or anything to make a financial decision that promises us wealth without the discipline that goes along with it. So you have to be very, very conscious and look to the Lord for wisdom, a crossroad. Should I move or should I stay? Should I go to this church or should I go to that church? What shall I do? This job or that job? You see, wisdom is at the crossroads and it is at the intersections of our life. So we want to look in these next few weeks. Of course, Brother Hirsch will be here next week. But we want to look at what to do at the crossroads. What do we do when we come to these places? When we come to these decisions that need to be made? We make decisions every day. We make minor decisions. But then there comes a time where we also need to make a major decision. And so we arrive at these intersections, these crossroads. We arrive at them on a regular basis where a choice needs to be made. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now the good news is this. You don't have to be confused. Don't talk confusion. Don't say, I don't know what to do. Don't ever say... I am so confused. Don't buy in to that lie of confusion. Your God who lives on the inside of you, he is not the author of confusion. He is the author of wisdom. So what do you say? I say this. I have the mind of Christ. The spirit of truth abides in me and teaches me all things. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I know what to do by faith. 
Now, when you're saying that, you're saying it in faith, right? Because your head may not have any clue on what to do. But I want to remind you, we're not to live out of our head. We're to live out of our heart. You know, yesterday, uh, we were sitting around the house and I'm working on some different things and you know, I'm a, I'm a visionary. I'm a planner. I'm already, already looking forward to the fall. I'm already looking forward to next year. And I'm seeking the, the Lord about some decisions that need to be made on uh, what is the right course of action. But I've noticed this. If I allow myself to, I'll get up here. And get overloaded up here. Instead of making decisions from here. And so Brenda was talking to me and I wasn't really listening. You husbands know what that's like. And she said something to me. I said, wait a minute here. I got to get out of my head back into my heart. In other words, it had to do with paying attention. It has to do with focus. Everyone say focus. So the wisdom of God's on the inside of you. Counsel or wisdom in your heart is like deep water. And if you're a man or a woman of spiritual understanding, you'll take the time to be able to draw that wisdom up from your heart so that it can be fruitful to your soul or to your mind. Amen? Amen. Say it with me, I have have the wisdom of God. God. I have have the mind of Christ. Christ. I'm never confused. confused. Anybody ever felt confused before? Did you know that confusion is not coming from God? Confusion is coming from the enemy. And I believe the root of all confusion is fear. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. But a power and a love and of a sound mind. So let's just spend just a couple minutes on faith-filled words. What you believe in your heart. And what you say with your mouth on a regular basis will set the course of your life. Your tongue, based on what you believe in your heart, based on the eternal truths of God's word, is the steering wheel of your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So go back to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Again, look at it, the Amplified Version. It's important to spend some time in this. Proverbs chapter uh, 1, 20 again. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the markets. She cries at the head of the noisy intersections. In the chief gathering places... At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Now, notice with me, noisy intersections. Noisy intersections. Why are they noisy? (laughs) Because wisdom is not the only voice that's crying out to you. There's times when it gets really noisy. Where everybody has something to say about it. Even if you didn't ask them. 
They will give you their opinion. Not only it's the voice of reason, the voice of confusion, the voice of fear. Well, if you do this, then this might happen. Uh-uh. You've got to get settled in the knowledge of His will for your life. Not your mama's will. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway. What we're talking about is getting skilled. Skilled in tuning out every other voice. Skilled in tuning out every other voice. Now go, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 22. We'll look at this verse in the King James Version. Thank you, Jesus. We're making progress today. Amen. Proverbs 1.22 says, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Now notice this word simple. The word simple, if you look it up, it means gullible. It means to be easily fooled. And it also means open-minded. We live in a culture that tells us you must be open-minded. And not only must you be open-minded, but you must be open-minded to me. And, and, and to my lifestyle and, and to my belief system you must be open minded how many of you know we're not to be open minded to just anything and everything Myra Marillo says that some people are so open minded that their brains are going to fall out Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Open to him. Open to him. Notice with me in verse 23. It says, turn you at my reproof. And here's what I do. I will do. I will pour out my spirit unto you. And I will make my words known unto you so let's go back to the crossroads let's go back to the intersections wisdom is calling out why is it then that so many folks miss their turn what happened what happened well one major reason why people mess up and miss their turn is because, number one, they got bad directions. They got bad directions. Now, in Psalms 1 and verse 1, and I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. 
If our direction is coming from the ungodly, it's coming from a godless person. And a godless person does not have God in their lives. Therefore, they do not have the word in their lives. So many times they're just going by their best hunch. This is what I think you should do. This is how I think you can get there. Let's not be gullible. Let's not be open to the counsel of the ungodly. Pay attention to who and to what you are open to. You want me to say that? Be very wise and attentive to what you allow yourself to listen to on the radio and to watch on television. And that not only includes preachers and radio preachers and televangelists, but that also includes a lot of the sitcoms. Have you noticed a lot of the sitcoms do not have God's agenda in it? They have the agenda of the world that comes from the spirit of this world. Why? Because it wants to brainwash the minds of our young people. To get them to think and to believe that, oh, this lifestyle's okay. Everybody's doing it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. In Proverbs 4.23, Brenda's quoting it down here for me. Protect your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart will flow these very issues of life. Wisdom is a force of life. Let us not stop up the wisdom of God by being so open to anything and everything. Good preaching, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention to who and to what you're open to. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. That makes me think of Charles Capps. Some of you don't know who Charles Capps is, but Charles used to say it this way. He says, some folks are so poor they can't pay attention. (laughs) Well, I'm not looking at a group of poor people. I'm looking at a group of rich people. Rich in God. Rich in hearing. Rich in wisdom. Rich in knowing. Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22. This says here, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my what? See, there are a lot of words and a lot of sayings you could incline your ears to. But God says, get focused now. Pay attention now. Look at, see what I'm saying to you. Verse 21. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Keep them where? Now what happens as a result is verse 22. Let's read it together. For they 
our life unto those that find them. That's a great healing verse, isn't it? But it's also a great life verse. But as you pay attention to my words, God is saying, they will become life to you. What is this saying? He's saying that my word is a safe guide. My spirit is a safe guide. And he's telling us, don't miss your turn. Tune your ear in to my voice. And you will not get bad directions. You will get God directions. Come on, somebody. And as you get godly directions, where are you going to end up? You're going to end up at the right place. And at the right time. Say with me, I'm always in the right place. At the right time. Now it's true in the natural and it's true in the spirit. That some bad, tragic things can happen to people who don't pay attention at the intersection. Some folks are in such a hurry and so clueless, they don't even know they're at an intersection. They don't even see the red light or the stop sign. Because they're too busy. I'll be home at four, get the pizza on. Put the, put the, put the, you know, take that stupid thing and put it away while you're driving. But my life is important. Yes, your life is important. But what in the world did you do before a smartphone? And I've done this, and you've done it, we've all done it. Sometimes we just flat get in too big of a hurry. Too big of a hurry. I can hear my spiritual father saying this, Dad Hagen, He that believeth shall not make haste. If you're full of the knowledge of his will, you're drawing on the wisdom of God, which is the principal thing, and you're full of faith, you do not have to be in a hurry. I said you do not have to be in a hurry. Brenda just said it beautifully. She says, don't go till you know. So when people don't pay attention on the road and they're moving too fast, people can get hurt. And we can get hurt in our lives. Moving too fast into a relationship? Because you're all hot and bothered? Because the clock is ticking? Let the clock tick. Because you don't know what you're buying into many times when you say, I do. It'd be better to say, I won't, than I do if you got a picture of what the future looked like. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm getting warmed up for the 11 a.m. hour. Somebody throw their shoe at me or something. (laughs) 
be open to course corrections. Be open to course corrections. Have you ever noticed that course corrections take place while you're in motion? If we override his voice and override a course correction, we could end up somewhere we don't want to be. But oh, as believers. I said as believers. You and I have GPS. What's GPS? GPS is God's positioning spirit. Amen. He keeps talking even if we get off course. He will recalculate. He will reroute if necessary. He will prompt you along the way. And if you miss a turn, He'll help you find the way. After all, He is the way. But you've got to be open to course corrections. We have GPS. And then we also have Siri. You know that Siri and then after lips off to me sometimes? I mean, I'll be minding my own business and Siri will just speak up and say, I didn't get that. Well, I'm not talking to you, Siri. (laughs) You've got Siri. What is that? That means you've got the spirit inside revealing information. He keeps us from getting lost. He gives us the best route. He keeps us on track. He gives us guidance. Because it's true. As many as are led by the Spirit of God on the inside revealing information, these are the mature sons of God. So maybe you're at an intersection this morning. Look with me, James 1 in closing. James 1 in closing. James 1 verse 5 says this. If any of you lack wisdom, what are you supposed to do? Ask him. And he will give it to you liberally. And he will not upbraid. And it shall be given to you. Verse 6. But let him ask how? Nothing what? For he that wavers like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. So I want to encourage you today. This is just the first installment. We're just barely getting into it. I want to encourage you to take time to wait. Don't take bad direction from the world or the flesh. But let this wisdom, which is the principal thing, lead you and guide you. And it will bring you to a wealthy place in God. Amen? Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody ever had to make a course correction before in the natural? How about in the spirit? Don't let pride keep you from being corrected. I don't know whether you realize that or not, but that was a million dollar statement. Don't allow pride to keep you from being corrected. Pride... 
is in fact a major key to deception in our lives. So lift your hands up and say, Lord, I humble myself under your mighty hand. I'm asking you, sir, for the wisdom of God in the minor decisions of life, in the major decisions of my life. I'm asking you for wisdom. I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I believe that I receive the wisdom of God. I'm called to walk in wisdom. I declare by faith, I'll walk in the wisdom of God every day of my life. And I give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus.